Hey everyone, welcome back. This episode didn't come as a direct question or a recommendation. It actually came out of a conversation that I was having with someone regarding their transition and something that they were experiencing that I thought would be a good topic to address. So let's get into it. Here's round eight of the tactical transition tips. And what we're going to be addressing this time is civilian speak or speaking or talking or communicating in the civilian world. For the close range tip, become an active listener. Medium range, you need to get better at writing. And long range, you have to develop your emotional intelligence or what some of you may have seen or heard of as EQ. Speaking in the civilian world, talking to others in the civilian world, you have to adapt to them. Learn to read the room. Learn to adapt your communication style with who you're talking to. You're going to be dealing with a lot of people who haven't spent 10, 20, 4 years in the same environment that we came from. And so many times they don't talk to each other the way we do. They don't find the same topics funny the way we do. They don't oftentimes like directness like we're used to. Remember that it's less about telling people what to do as opposed to now you're going to be asking them to do something or if they can do something for you. Leave the jargon behind. It sets us apart and it doesn't endear us to many of them. You're going to be dealing with a lot of people who potentially have never served in any type of official capacity, veteran, first responder, whatever you want to call it. And so all of the jargon and the acronyms from our old lives doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't make us seem better to them. As If anything, it, it, it's off-putting. There's going to be jargon in whatever environment you're moving into. Learn that jargon. Become part of that communication style. But leave the old ways behind you. Start learning how you can utilize the tools that your new environment operates with and in. Zoom. Slack, all these platforms that may not be natural to you now, but that's what's used in the civilian world. And I'll use an example from my old job. You know, for those of you who haven't had to do a Zoom or Teams presentation, learn that platform. Because many times, one of the big hangups was somebody trying to do a presentation and they couldn't get the audio correct. And so they would have a video that was playing and there, the people viewing the presentation couldn't hear the audio. It caused a problem where you'd have to go back out or go out of the program, reactivate the sound, and then play, be able to go in, restart the presentation to where the audio played for everyone. Something little like that will really set off in a negative light your presentation 
So imagine if you're conducting your first presentation to your bosses or even higher ups and a little glitch like that that makes them think that you're not prepared. So learn the platforms. Be respectful and be professional. Like I said at the beginning, you're moving into a world where there's people who may not think like us, react like us. They don't have a career of the screwing around like we do. And so you need to step away from that. Learn what is acceptable in the culture that you're moving into, but always defer to being respectful and professional. And I think you'll be ahead of the game. So for the close range group, be an active listener. That means that you're listening to the other person talk, not to get your point across or that moment where you can get what you want to say into the conversation. Being an active listener is more about listening to what that other person has to say. You're working on building rapport. You're going to be coming into an environment that many companies are going to be expecting you to bring leadership. And they're expecting that experience that you have in leading people and leading teams to carry over. You don't need to alienate the people that you're going to be working with. They potentially are going to be looking up to you because of your experience, and they're going to expect you to be a good leader. When you're talking to them, give them your full attention. Don't be on your phone. Don't be checking your social media. Don't be reading emails. Be engaged with the person that you're talking to. Give them the perception, if nothing more, that what they have to say is very important and you acknowledge that it's very important to them. Make eye contact with them. Be that person in the conversation where they want to talk to you, not feel like talking to you is a chore. Most important thing for you to do, though, is don't judge people. You're going to encounter coworkers, subordinates, whatever you want to refer to them as, who are not used to directness. They're not used to um, not being coddled. And I'm not saying this is this is in no way saying that everybody you're going to deal with is this way. But you have to understand that there are going to be a lot of people who are used to a softer, more gentler way of being talked to. And so regardless what they're coming to you with or regardless how they're presenting their side of the story, don't be judgmental. Put yourself as best as you can in their shoes and try to see the situation from their side of it. And imagine if you were dealing with the same thing, how might you feel or how might you perceive the situation that's going on? And so you can be better prepared to treat them with the perceived respect that they are expecting from you. My medium range group, you need to be a better writer. I don't know... Many Well, let me throw it back on this side. From the first responder community, the way that law enforcement 
tends to write, especially reports, which is for most of us, the bulk of our writing through a, a 20 or 30 year career is very short, very sweet and direct and to the point without a lot of fluff. And that's not a bad thing. But sometimes we carry that over and our writing doesn't carry over the adequate detail that we need. So you need to strike a balance between being clear and being concise without being too ambiguous. Because being ambiguous is not your friend. But on the, the flip side of that, we're not writing war and peace. You're not looking to to tell the... I don't want to say the, the whole story, but it's more of striking that balance between putting enough detail to where your point is getting across accurately without overwriting, without a lot of fluff, without a lot of unnecessary words. We've all read those reports and emails from bosses who tend to think that, you know, there's a word count minimum. There isn't. But at the same token, you don't need to be, like I said, you don't need to be writing war and peace, but at the same token, it's not five words of, you know, hey, go do this now. Well, you need a little bit more detail than that. So learn to be clear, learn to be concise, but not ambiguous and not war and peace. That kind of makes sense. Write with a structure or a purpose, especially when you're writing business type letters, memos, whatever it is. To simply just think of it as a free-form flow of information is, is kind of hard for people to read and, and hard for them to follow. So think about a structure of maybe you give a brief overview of what the entirety of the message is going to be. Then you go into the body of it and you go into more detail about the, the individual or specific steps you want to address and then have a conclusion to it. But in general... We all know when we've read something that's written well and it's easy to read and it's easy to follow and all of the information is right there in a clear and concise manner. And we've also read the, the complete opposite where it's a, a jumble of, you know, freeform thought almost. It's like there's no clear path to getting from A to Z. So give your reader a clear way to get from the beginning of your message to the end of your message and make sure that all of the information is addressed in it. If you can, write it and then sit on it. We've been told this, and I'm sure every one of us has been a victim of this, where we kind of get flamed up over something. It might not necessarily be something that angers us. Maybe we get, you know, overly invested in a particular topic or a subject and we immediately want to send a response. Sometimes that's not necessarily the best. Sometimes you might have limited information. And so you'll draft a letter to your boss or you'll draft a memo to your team and you don't have all the details. And you then find out later on, ooh, this significant piece that's missing would have changed the whole context of what you were trying to say or the message that you're trying to get out. So if you have that ability and the time on your side, write it and then let it sit. Come back to it, whether it be a couple hours or maybe even the next day. Reread it, revise it, and rewrite it so that maybe what you're doing is you're removing some of the emotion. If you've, if you've gotten emotionally charged, are you bringing that across? On the flip side, 
if there isn't enough emotion and you're trying to engage your team to kind of get behind what you want, then maybe you do. Maybe you put a little bit more feeling and personalize it a little bit more. But most importantly, sit on it. Give give your mind the time to think of all the information. Give yourself the opportunity to collect all of the necessary information and then send it out. Like I said previously, steal from others. We've all read those well-written briefs, memos, reports, whatever you want to refer to it as, by somebody who truly writes well. And their message is very clear and it's very easy to understand what they're trying to get out of you or what message they're trying to get across. Copy that. You know, why reinvent the wheel? If somebody already does it really well, mimic their style. And then the one thing to always remember is, especially if you're writing something where you're getting emotionally invested in the problem, if, you're, if there's the potential for negative blowback on you, make sure you're always thinking about who might also, who else might read what you're going to um, write. Is it a memo that you're writing to your team within your company, but then a higher up happens to read this? You may not have expected or intended for a boss, a boss's boss, who the the top of the food chain of this organization to read what you're writing. But if they do, how will it look on you for what was presented? How will it reflect on you as a leader? How will it reflect on you as a team member? Will it have ultimately negative impacts on you and your career? It's kind of the old Twitter thing of, you know, once you write it, you can't take it back. So, Be very mindful of what you're putting in printed word, who you're sending it out to, and then most importantly, who might they send it out to, and that person has the opportunity to read it. Long range. Develop your emotional intelligence, your EQ, the touchy-feely side of things. That's the civilian world. You have to be aware of this. You have to be self-aware of your own bias, your own judgment, your own feelings on things. Just because you don't see it the same way somebody else does, doesn't make the way you perceive it correct and the way they perceive it as wrong or incorrect. It's how 99.9% of the time it is, how are they perceiving it? How are they perceiving the situation that's going on? How are they perceiving how you are talking to them? Are you making them feel like they're being disrespected? Are you making them feel that they're lesser than you? Are you making them feel that you really don't care what situation they're bringing to you? So put yourself in the shoes of the person you're talking to and imagine If you were feeling the same way, how would you want somebody to talk to you? Are you somebody who has control over your emotions? Or do your emotions control you? Are you quick to fly off the handle and tell people, hey, this is not my problem, get out of my face, or, you know, that whatever they're bringing up is stupid? Or, again, 
it goes back to it's not how you perceive the situation. It's not how you want the situation to be handled. It's the person you're communicating with, what are they expecting from you and what what's their view on the situation? You need to be open to change. We all come from an environment where, for the most part, you're told what to do and you really don't have a lot of say, per se, in the goings-on. It's very much uh, an environment of, these are the orders, this is your mission, go execute the mission. And for the most part, there's a lot of directness in this style of leadership where you're simply just told, hey, this is how the cow is going to eat the cabbage. That works in our old environment. That may not work in your new environment. That especially isn't going to work with people who are not used to that direct style of communication. So change. Adapt to the new environment that you're going to be working in and learn to talk to and with those you're going to be working with in a manner that is beneficial to them. It's not about you. It's about them. Seek out those difficult critiques. Find people in your environment today who will be honest with you about your current EQ, your current style of dealing with people. Are you empathetic? Do you engage in a personable and caring manner? Or are you a piece of sandpaper? You can't sit there and say, well, that's just how I am because that's not necessarily going to work for you when you make your transition and move on to your new life. So get advice from somebody who can currently see how you are and, and currently tell how you react and deal with other people and be open to changing how you perceive or how you allow others to perceive you. Empathy is always going to be your best tool. If you can try to put yourself in the shoes of the person sitting across from you and see it from their side of the table and try to address not only your responses, but your actions and your reactions to what they're telling you. Make them feel like they are important. And what they are feeling and what they're experiencing is important. It's not about trying to enforce how you should or how you think they should react to the situation and get them to change to you. This isn't a situation of this is your world and you're bringing it forward with you. This is your old world and you're moving into a new world. And so if you currently are the sandpaper and you're going to move into a new world where sandpaper doesn't work, you may need to change. If you're being brought in and, and you're expected to be the piece of sandpaper and that's been your specific mission set, then your boss has given you those orders. Go forward with, with that mindset. But I think most of us moving into the civilian world are going to realize that sandpaper doesn't work. So in closing, 
it is a lot more touchy-feely. It is a lot more, you know, um, kumbaya. Like it or not, denying it is not going to change it. That's the way things operate. So get it in your head now that you might need to be the one who needs to change. By changing now and, and embracing this different style of communication is going to make your transition a lot smoother. Always remember, you're moving out of our world and moving into their world. You need to adapt to them, not make them necessarily adapt to you. By being a better communicator, by being able to communicate across all levels of leadership, coworkers, subordinates, whatever is going to increase your opportunities. If they see that you're somebody who can work in multiple environments and multiple teams and get buy-in and support from all of these teams is only going to increase your value within whatever organization you're moving into. It's going to help you build better relationships. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you moving into a new environment, you need to get as many people on your side or on your team and working with you as opposed to working in resistance or against you. It's going to help you be a better leader. People are going to want to follow you if they feel like you care and have their back. And it, the, the most basic, just remember this. How do, do your interactions with whoever you're going to be engaging with, whether it be your boss, whether it be a coworker, whether it be a subordinate, how do you make them feel when they interact with you? If, they, if you make them feel important, if you make them feel regarded, they are going to have a better interaction with you than if they feel like you don't care about them or their situation. Wrapping it up, I'm always looking for suggestions. If there's something you want me to, to address or you would like to hear me talk about, send me a, an email. Send me a, a, a message, direct message, whatever you want. Please subscribe and share the podcast with anybody that you think might benefit from listening to it. And as always, just thank you for taking the time to listen. I'll catch you on the next one.